بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحم uh, we said that if we want to mention different responsibilities that we have with respect to the Quran, maybe we can come up with this list. Uh, one is to believe in the Quran. And we explain what does it mean to believe in the Quran. It's not just saying that as a Muslim I believe in the Quran. To believe in the Quran in the sense that you believe that this is the book of guidance that has to be followed, has become, has to become the real guideline for your life. We said we have also to carry the Quran and we explained what is the meaning of carrying the Quran we mentioned different aspects of this then we said to respect and honor the Quran and I mentioned two hadith one was the hadith man waqqara al-Quran faqad waqqara Allah وَمَنْ لَمْ يُوَقِّرِ الْقُرْآنِ فَقَدْ اسْتَخَفَّ بِحُرْمَةِ اللَّهِ حُرْمَةُ الْقُرْآنِ عَلَى اللَّهِ كَحُرْمَةِ الْوَالِدِ عَلَى الْوَلَدِ And the other one was hadith, this was from Rasulullah, the other one was from Imam Sadiq about three things that complain on the Day of Judgment. They mentioned that people were not treating them properly. One was masjid which is kharab which is not developed because people don't say their prayer there one was alim who is surrounded by juhal they don't learn they don't benefit from him and the other was quran so we want to now continue this idea of respecting the quran we have uh, some more hadith in Mustadraku Vasail Shia. Mustadraku Vasail Shia, as you know, is a collection of hadith compiled by Haji Nuri, who was a teacher of Sheikh Abbas Qummi. So, Mustadrak technically is the title for books which try to bring together what has been missing in another book. For example, we have Vasail al-Shia and we have Mustadraku Vasail al-Shia. So Sheikh Hurra Amali in Vasail al-Shia has brought some hadith. Haji Nuri is bringing hadith for the same subjects that are not in Vasail al-Shia. Of course, not there either because he didn't have access or maybe he had some criteria for himself that didn't let him to bring those hadiths. So it's not always because he didn't, was not aware. Sometimes he didn't have access. Sometimes he was, for example, determined to bring certain hadiths from certain books. We have, for example, uh, Sahih Muslim, Sahih Bukhari in the Sunni world, and we have also Mustadrak for them. Anyway, in Mustadrak of Asa'il Shia, in volume 4, page 235, a chapter starts. Babu wujub ikram al-Qur'an wa tahreem ihanatihi. The title of the chapter is that it is obligatory to honor the Qur'an and it is prohibited to humiliate or be disrespectful towards the Qur'an. The first hadith is from Amir al-Mu'minin alayhi salam. 
من قرأ القرآن من هذه الأمة ثم دخل النار If someone from this ummah, if a Muslim, recites the Quran and then goes to hell, فَهُوَ مِمَّنْ كَانَ يَتَّخِذُ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ هُزُوَا So he is one of the people who was taking the verses of Allah Hozovan, you know, uh, he was mockering as a kind of uh, ridiculing the verses of the Quran. This is very much in line with what we said about Iman. He's a Muslim, he believes in the Quran, but why he has done something that has now put him in hell? If he was really believing in the Quran, he was taking Quran seriously, he wouldn't have ended up with being in hell. You see? So it's not just a matter of saying, I believe in the Quran. The Quran is my holy book. It's not enough. Hadith number three is the same hadith uh, about Hormatul Quran Allah I quoted from Biharul Anwar. It is also in Mustadrak. I don't read it again. Hadith number four. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yanbaghi lihamil al-Qur'an. The one who has been carrying the Qur'an is not supposed to think and yadun to think. He is not supposed to think that someone has been given something which is greater than what he has been given. If you are really understanding the gift of Quran, if you are really a person whose experience with the Quran is not just carrying the Quran physically, you have been carrying the Quran with your heart then you shouldn't think anyone has been given something greater than you. If you see people are given, for example, wealth, I don't know, children, a big tribe to support the power position, and you think you have not been given like them, it means that you haven't understood the greatness of Quran. لا ينبغي لحامل القرآن أن يظن أن أحدا أعطيه أفضل مما أعطيه. So the carrier of the Quran is not supposed to think that someone has been given anything greater than what he has been given or she has been given. لأنه لو ملك الدنيا بأسرها لكان القرآن أفضل مما ملكه. If he was possessing the whole world, the whole dunya, it was not like possessing the Qur'an. And from this, inshallah, we move on to the concept of learning and teaching the Qur'an. It's very much related. So also, the places for learning Quran would not be equal to any place. The teacher who teaches you Quran would not be equal to any teacher. Yes? Anything then dedicated to the Quran will be much higher than its equivalence. Okay? One of the companions of Imam Qadim says that I heard from Imam Qadim that was quoting from his father and finally from Rasulullah that before his demise Rasulullah told Ansar the people of Medina okay and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ansar so it was near the demise of the Prophet فيما أوصى به إليهم 
among the things that Rasulullah advised them, Kitaballah wa ahl bayti, my book and my household. Then he said, فَإِنَّ الْكِتَابُ هُوَ الْقُرْآنِ The book of God is the Qur'an. وَفِيهِ الْحُجَّةِ In the Qur'an there is hujjah, there is proof, there is way to understand the will of God. وَالنُورِ is light. وَالْبُرْحَانِ Clear demonstration of the truth. كَلَامُ اللَّهِ is the word of God. غَذٌ جَدِيدٌ قَرِيدٌ You remember we talked about Qur'an being always fresh. Qur'an is always fresh. شَاهِدٌ وَحَكَمٌ عَادِلٌ Qur'an is a witness. You can check yourself against the Qur'an and see whether you, apply, you comply with the standards of the Qur'an or not. شَاهِدٌ حَكَمٌ عَادِلٌ A just judge. And the hadith continues. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Fadlu al-Qur'an ala sa'ir al-kalam ka fadlillah ala khalqih. If you want to know the value of the Qur'an, this hadith is very clear. It says, the position of the Qur'an with respect to other words, other texts, other, I don't know, uh, scriptures, is like the position of Allah with respect to his creation. So how much Allah is higher than his creation? The word of Allah is higher than other words. Okay. There are, of course, other hadiths, but I think it's enough to get an idea. The fourth responsibility. So up to now we mentioned three, yeah? To believe in the Quran, to carry the Quran, to respect and honor the Quran. The fourth is to learn. And because many of hadiths of learning and teaching come together, so I put them together. Four and five, learning and teaching. But maybe teaching comes later if you want to put them in an order because there are things that happen between learning and teaching. Uh, but temporarily we put them together. Learning and teaching the Quran. Because I'm sure you can imagine, you can understand that such deep ocean of meanings is something that you need to learn. It's not something that you can, you know, uh, take it for granted that you know them and you understand. You have to learn. You have to seek knowledge for not only reading the Quran, but also to understanding the Quran. I mentioned some hadith. One hadith is... from Usul Kafi, volume, I think it's volume 4, page 49. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, Yanbaghi lil mu'min Allah yamutah hatta yata'allam al-Qur'an أو يكون في تعليمه. A mu'min, a believer is expected not to die unless he has been learning the Quran or teaching the Quran. So if you die before learning the Quran or teaching the Quran, then you have wasted your life. Yeah? So when our death comes, we should be either a learner of the Quran or a teacher of the Quran. 
Either you are increasing your knowledge of the Quran or you are increasing other people's knowledge of the Quran. So your life must be at the service of learning the Quran. لا ينبغي للمؤمن سوري ينبغي للمؤمن لا يموت حتى يتعلم القرآن أو يكون في تعليمه Now more hadith from Mustadrak of Wasail Shia but another chapter He has another chapter باب وجوب تعلم القرآن وتعليمه Kifayatan vastihbabihi aynan. He says, you must learn the Quran and you must be teaching the Quran as a wajib kifai and it is mustahab aini. What does it mean? It means that it is mustahab for everyone to teach the Quran, but there must be among mu'mineen some people who teach the Quran, otherwise it is considered as a sin for all of them. You know, wajib kifai means if enough number of people don't take care of it, all would be responsible. So it's mustahab aini and wajib kifai. You know these terminologies. Okay. Hadith number three. I I don't mention hadith. Number one and two, and this number three. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi. Inna al Quran ma'adubatullah. This Quran is like a banquet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is like a meal. Coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَتَعَلَّمُوا مَعْدُبَتَهُ You must learn it. The way to benefit from it is to learn it. مَعَذِ ibn Jabal He says, كُنَّا مَعَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ فِي سَفَر He says, we used to travel with Rasulullah. We were in a trip with Rasulullah. And I asked him a question. I told Rasulullah, please uh, speak about something that would be beneficial, something that we can benefit from. And this was the answer of Rasulullah. In aratum aisha suada. If you want to have life of suada, happy people, Saeed is the one who is happy, who has felicity. In aratum aisha suada. The life of happy people and the death of martyrs. And salvation on the day of resurrection. On the day of judgment when it's very hot. Yeah? If you want to have a shadow. وَالْهُدَى يَوْمَ In the day people may go to wrong direction and deviate, they go astray, if you want guidance. Okay? So if you want all these things, أَيْشَ الشُّعَدَى مَوْتَ الشُّحَدَى نَجَاتْ يَوْمَ الْحَشْرَ أَذْذِلْ يَوْمَ الْحَرُورَ وَالْهُدَى يَوْمَ الظَّلَالَ What should you do? فَدْرُسُ الْقُرْآنَ Learn the Quran. فَإِنَّهُ كَلَامُ الرَّحْمَانِ This is the word of Allah. وَحِرْزٌ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ is a protection from Satan. وَرُجْحَانٌ فِي الْمِيزَانِ It will put weight on your scale. رُجْحَان Because sometimes we explain this, that Mizan, the scale on the Day of Judgment, has no two scales. Yeah, there is one scale. If you have good amal, it becomes heavy and goes down. If you don't have good amal, it's empty. Man mawazino or man mawazino. So if you want in your scale to have something weighty, 
you must learn the Quran. Fadrusu al Quran. Okay? So, how much now we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have Hose here? We cannot thank Allah enough. Yes? And how you can prove that you are grateful? Uh, study and do mubahasa. Okay. Abdullah ibn Abbas, the a scholar that we said he's considered by both Sunni and Shia as a knowledgeable person, especially with respect to tafsir. He quotes from Rasulullah. Ma min mu'minin, dhakarin aw untha. There is no believer, man or woman, hor or mamluk, whether it's free or a slave. Except that Allah has a right over that person which has to be observed. This right is necessary, it's obligatory to be observed. Okay? What is that right? An min al-Qur'an He must learn the Qur'an and be well informed about the Quran. Tafaqqoh means to have deep understanding. Don't say, you know, I know how to recite the Quran. This is not enough just to recite the Quran or just to read the translation. You have to have deep understanding of the Quran. Okay? In hadith number six, it says Abu Dhar went to Rasulullah. He said, oh, Rasulullah, I have a worry. He said, Ya Rasulullah, inni akhafu an ata'allam al-Qur'an wa la a'amala bih. I am worried that I may learn the Qur'an and don't act upon it. So isn't it better that I don't learn? Because if I learn, then, you know, ulama have great responsibility. Then Rasulullah said, La yu'adhibuhullahu qalban askanahu al-Qur'an. Allah would not punish a heart that he has put Qur'an in it. If you really learn the Qur'an, don't worry. The problem is that you don't let Qur'an to go to your heart. This is the problem. Otherwise, if you out of love and honesty, you go and learn Qur'an, inshallah you will be saved. In another hadith, hadith number eight, Khiyarukum, Rasulullah said, Khiyarukum means the best of you. Khiyarukum, man ta'allama al-Qur'an wa'allama. The best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and teach the Qur'an. These are the best of Ummah. The teacher of the Qur'an follows the example of Allah, Ar-Rahman Allama Al-Qur'an. Yeah? And the Prophet is the best learner of the Qur'an. Hadith number 10. Uqbat ibn Amir says, Rasulullah told, to his, told his companions, which of you loves to go one day in the morning outside, for example, or go around Mecca? You know, there are hills around Mecca. And then come with two camels. So he will be given two camels. Very nice, beautiful camels. And then he brings these two camels to his family. It's halal, it's not, you know, anyone's camel, you know, so there is no ethm, there is no qatiyat al-rahim, 
purely halal camel, you go outside and find two beautiful camels, or you are given as gift two beautiful camels, and you bring home these two for your family. Do you love this? He said, yes, we all love this, Ya Rasulullah. Then Rasulullah said, لَإِنْ يَأْتِيَ أَحَدُكُمُ الْمَسْجِدِ فَيَتَعَلَّمَ آيَةِ خَيْرٌ لَهُ مِنْ نَاقَةِ أو اثنتين خَيْرٌ لَهُ مِنْ نَاقَتَين وَثَلَاثِ خَيْرٌ لَهُ مِنْ ثَلَاثِ Rasulullah said, okay, if you go to masjid and learn one ayah, it's better than one camel. If you learn two ayah, it's better than two camels. If you learn three ayahs, better than three camels. But I think many people don't become that happy if they learn one ayah as if they are given a camel. Yeah? Or to, you know, today, if you are given a car, if you are given a car or you are given opportunity to learn one ayah. So the happiness should be more if you learn ayah. So now imagine every day you come to Hosa, how many ayah you are learning, so you, you are not very rich. Alhamdulillah. Ibn Abbas says, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Mu'allimul Qur'an wa muta'allimuhu. The learner of the Qur'an and the teacher of the Qur'an yastaghfiru lahu kullu Every thing, not every person, shay, not shakhs, okay? It's not every person, everything. Ask forgiveness for him. Ask Allah to forgive him. You remember once I said, if you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the whole world appreciates we had this discussion here, yeah? And if you disobey, the whole world would be, you know, angry with you. They would be upset with you. So if you learn the Quran and teach the Quran, everything will ask forgiveness for you from Allah. Even fishes in sea, they will ask forgiveness for you. It means the whole creation, the whole world would appreciate. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man allama ayatan fi kitabillahi ta'ala. The one who teaches one ayah of the Quran, kana lahu ajruha ma tuliyat. As long as this ayah is recited, by your student and students of students and all you know people who have learned and benefited you will have reward okay so now you can imagine how much our ulama benefit from we learning yeah now today we study here, Shaykh al-Saduq is receiving rewards. Shaykh al-Mufid is receiving rewards. Sayyid al-Murtaza is... Because these are the people who opened this way for us. So they are getting reward. And inshallah they pray for you. One last hadith from Thawab al-A'mal. This is not from Mustadrak. This is from Thawab al-A'mal, Shaykh al-Saduq, rahmatullah alayhi. Page 39. You know Asbaq ibn Nubata? Yeah, he was a companion of Amirul Mu'mineen. He says, Qala Amirul Mu'mineen alayhi salam. This is in Sababu al-A'mal by Shaykh Saduq. Inna allaha azza wa jal la yahummu ba'adhaab ahlil ard jami'an hatta la yuhashi minhum ahadan idha amilu bil ma'asi wajtarahu sayyat. It's possible that sometimes 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when look at the crimes and scenes taking place by people, then he would find them deserve punishment. Okay? Because sometimes people so much immerse in sinning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finds them deserving punishment. But there are some people that because of them Allah would not punish the whole people on the earth. إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ لَيَهُمُّ بِعَذَابِ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا حَتَّى لَا يُحَاشِ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا إِذَا عَمِلُوا بِالْمَعَاصِي وَاجْتَرَحُوا السَّيَّعَاتِ فَإِذَا نَذَرَ إِلَى الشَّيْبِ نَاقِلِ أَغْدَامِهُمْ أَغْدَامِهِمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ But when Allah looks at all the people with their white hair, with difficulty going for salat to masjid. Okay? And young children going to learn Quran. Then Allah will delay the punishment. So the old people who go to salat. And young children who go for learning the Quran, they bring mercy and they save the rest of the people. Inshallah, later I will speak about how to learn the Quran in the sense of what should be our proper methodology for understanding the Quran. This is something that later we have to Inshallah, delve into the deeper lay layers of that. So, one requirement is learning, another is teaching. The other one is looking at the Quran. Looking at the Quran by itself is very important. And it's one way of benefiting from the Quran. Then reciting the Quran is another stage. And I say this as two different things because sometimes maybe you look at the Quran and you don't read. Maybe someone is not able to read. Okay? But just looking at the Quran is important. Reading the Quran is also very important. It can be by heart. But reading the Quran from the text is more important. So even if you know how to read by heart, it's still it's better if you look at the Mus'haf, at the book, and read the Quran. Okay? So we have two things. But yes, I will discuss that. So, about looking at the Qur'an. قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلِيْ وَسَلَّمُ أَنَّذَرُ فِي الْمُصْحَفِ مِنْ غَيْرِ قِرَاءَةٍ عِبَادَةٍ Looking at the Qur'an, even without reading, is ibadah, is an act of worship. Just look at the Quran. This shows your love for the Quran, your respect for the Quran, and you will benefit from this. Imam Zainul Abidin said, Ayatul Quran Khazain. The verses of the Quran are treasures. Normally, you know, treasure is something uh, which is closed. Yeah? They open for you the doors of the treasure if you are trusted. Ayatul Quran khazain. 
فکلما فتحت خزانه ینبغی لکه انتندر ما فیها The verses of the Quran are treasures. If these treasures are opened, then you should look into it. So don't underestimate this pleasure and this blessing of being able to look at the Quran. And it is sad that sometimes people have Quran without Arabic, you know, just English translation or any other language. This is not Quran because translation of the Quran is not Quran. Quran has to be the same words that Allah has revealed. Even if you rewrite it in Arabic, it's not Quran. It has to be exactly the same words. So no one should publish uh, Quran without Arabic. Yes, maybe if you want to give it to non-Muslims, it's good to give them just English. But as Muslims, you should have Arabic. Otherwise, not Quran. And just looking at it, it's a blessing. And my suggestion also for the people who publish English translation of the Quran is, if possible, they should put the English words under the Arabic lines so that when people look at the English, they still can look at the Arabic. Okay? If you put it on one side and Arabic on the other side, it means that they are not looking at the Quran. So it's better if you can put them line by line so that they have the benefit of having the sight of the Quran, but also they can read the translation. I haven't seen uh, that much this in English, but in Farsi we have Alhamdulillah. Maybe in Urdu also they have like this. Another hadith is from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Sunni sources. This is in Kanzul Ummal. You know, it's a Sunni collection of hadith. has beautiful hadith. Uh, many good hadith uh, are there. Rasulullah, according to this hadith, said, Man adaman nadara fil mushaf. Man adama. Adama yudimu idamatan means to continue. Yeah. من أدام النظر في المصحف The one who continuously looked Look at the Musaf Quran متعب بصره ما دام في الدنيا He would benefit from his sight As long as he is in dunya Means your sight would be blessed And you really benefit from it You know sometimes we have something But we are not benefiting from it Yeah it's not just a matter of not being blind. There are people who have eyes. They are not blind, but they don't benefit from it because they have never learned anything good. They have not read anything good. They have not used these eyes for good things. Mutta'a means you can really benefit. You know, you can have children and benefit from them. You can have children and don't benefit from them. Or you can have even children that you suffer. <laughs> so it's not that when you have something, you definitely benefit. So Rasulullah said, if someone continuously looks at the Quran, he can benefit from his sight in dunya. Then we have reading the Quran. So this is the next thing that we should do with respect to the Quran. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran very clearly says Yes Read as much as possible As much as you can You should read the Quran In some advice You know It has been said At least 50 verses every day As average 50 verses But There is no limit If you can read more You can read more so reading Quran is one of the things that we have to observe. I have some hadith for you. One hadith is from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. And this hadith 
And a hadith similar to that that I will re read after it is very special, very special. You know, normally a person cannot benefit from another person's action unless he had a role. For example, if your parents send you to learn Quran, so they have some role here, they have encouraged you, they have, you know, paid for fees. Anyway, they have helped you to go and learn. So your parents will be rewarded. Yeah? But what about parents who don't believe in the Quran and their children learn the Quran and read the Quran? You don't expect the parents will benefit from. Yeah? Because they were not encouraging them. Maybe they were not even happy with this. But these hadith said, even they somehow can benefit. Man al Quran fil mushaf basare. The one who reads the Quran from mushaf, it's like continuous looking at the Quran. Continuous looking has this also benefit. So if you read the Quran from Mus'haf, you will be benefiting from your vision. The judgment will be made easier if there were sins, the punishment will be less for the parents of this person. Even if the parents were Kafir and Kafir normally is not just someone who doesn't believe in Islam. Kafir is normal even someone who is against Islam. Okay? So someone who has been against Islam, against the truth, but has a child who reads the Quran, Allah because of that will uh, reduce the punishment. And Imam Sadiq Another hadith Similar to this again from Imam Sadiq. Qira'atul Qur'an fil mushaf tukhaffiful azab anil walidain walau kana kafirain. Reading the Qur'an from the book by looking at the Qur'an tukhaffiful azab reduces the punishment for parents even if they are kafir. A person told Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, Ju'iltu fidak, may I be your ransom? Inni ahfadul Qur'an ala zahri qalbi. I am a hafiz of Qur'an, I can read the Qur'an by heart. Fa'agra'uhu ala zahri qalbi afdal aw anzuru fil mushaf. Is it better that I read by heart or I look at the text which one is better qala faqala li he says imam told me balik ra'ahu wanzur fil mushaf read it and look at the quran so maybe it means that even if you want to read by heart look at the mushaf so it's important to look at the mushaf especially sometimes you know people if they don't look at the Quran and read the Quran and rely on their hafiza, after some time they read something different. You know, it's very important that you always read from the Mus'haf. Then Imam Sadiq said, Ama alimta fil Don't you know that looking at the Mus'haf is ibadah, is worship? Ibn Ya'fur or Abi Basir, uh, I think it's Abi Basir, yes. Abi Basir says, I ask Imam Sadiq salam about a person who has no wuzu and reads the Quran, who wants to read the Quran but without wuzu. 
سألت أبا عبد الله عليه السلام عمن قرأ في المصحف وهو على غير وضوء Is it a problem? Of course it's better to have wuzu But if I don't have wuzu Then I shouldn't read Imam said لا بأس ولا يمس الكتاب There is no problem But he must be careful not to touch the book So even if you don't have wuzu Or you know You cannot make wuzu But still you should read from the text But be careful not to touch the words Something very especially also recommended and I put it under this, maybe you can give it another also title, is that make sure that part of your reading of the Quran is in home. It's not enough to re- read in masjid or in shrine, you know. Although we should try to read, you know, everywhere possible, maybe in office, in shop, you can read the Quran. But part of recitation should be in home. Because when you read in home, the light of Quran will affect your household. This is very important. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and I have actually the full text, I think, here. Yes, let me read you for you the whole, uh, full text. This is in Kafi, volume 2, page 610. Enlighten, illuminate your houses with recitation of the Quran. Don't make your houses like graveyards. Means empty from life. It means that Quran brings life. If you don't read Quran at home, it's like graveyard. <laughs> In the way that Yahud and Nasara behaved. What did they do? Sallu fil they did all their worships and prayer in the synagogue and in the church and they didn't do ibadah at home. You should not do everything in masjid. You should do part of your ibadah at home. For example, when it comes to nawafil, it's better you do it at home. This has barakah for home. Also, it's uh, better to protect yourself against riyah. Yeah? So recitation should also be in the home. When your children hear recitation of the Quran, they will also learn, they will also benefit. فَإِنَّ الْبَيْتِ إِذَا كَثُرَ فِيهِ تَلَاوَةُ الْقُرْآنِ when in a house more often Quran is recited the khair goodness in that house will increase there would be more uh, kind of openness means maybe more blessings more bounties for the people of that home yeah, they will be in a better situation. This house in which Quran is recited frequently will shine for the people of skies as stars shine for the people of the earth. So if someone is... Another planet, of course, if someone has vision, like angels. If angels from the sky look at the earth, they would see these lights coming from these places.
similar to this hadith from Rasulullah is a hadith from Amirul Mu'minin. Al-Bayt a house in which the Quran is recited. And Allah is remembered in that house. The blessing of that house is increased. Even the physical house. So if you have a chance of buying a house from a mu'min, it's better. Yeah, It's not just a matter of tahara and najasa. Even when mu'min, mu'mina, men, women have been praying in a house, that house is blessed. Yeah? It's better to go to a house that already people have been doing ibadah in that house compared to a house in which people were doing haram. Yeah? It's totally different. Al-bayt al-ladhi yuqra'u fihi al-Qur'an wa yudhkarullah azza wa jal the blessings in that house is more. The angels come to that house. Satan's go away. When you remember Allah, when you recite the Quran, Satan's go away. It will shine for the people in heaven like stars shining for the people on the earth. But the house in which Quran is not recited, Allah is not remembered. Baraka is less. Angels will go away. Satan's come. Because angels and Satan's don't come together. When angels are there, Satan's go away. When angels go away, Satan's come. So it's up to you to invite angels or Satan. So, reciting the Quran, reading the Quran, especially in home. I'm not saying not to recite outside home, but I'm saying that all your reciting should not be outside home. It should be in the place that you live your place of residence okay i think we we'll stop here and inshallah we continue next session